and welcome to New Mexico Castaways, the enchanting audio companion to New Mexico the TV show, featuring interesting stories about fascinating people and places in New Mexico and beyond. At least that's what the TV show is. This is a place where I get to share my thoughts and the process of not just making the TV show, but also my family's experiences as we have moved on to a 45-foot sailing catamaran, the Dawn Treader. I am Rosalinda Roman, and I'm the creator of New Mexicast and uh, this audio podcast. So if you are joining me here, uh, thank you. I'm glad to have you here, and I'm glad to have this forum to share my thoughts and experiences and hopefully some little bits of wisdom along the way that I have learned from all of these life experiences. I am a mother of three children, currently ages five Samuel, our five-year-old son, uh, and then two girls. Ahava is 11 and Ziva is nine. Um, I live on this boat with my husband, Nathan, and our German shepherd, uh, Nala, and she's a puppy. And then, of course, the kids. So that's who we are, and what I am doing right now is I am packing. I'm in the guest room on the boat, um, which we didn't actually have a guest room until just uh, about a month ago now, um, when our liveaboard nanny uh, decided to head home back to New Mexico. She moved here with us, and now she has headed home. Um, and so now I have this guest room unexpectedly, which is wonderful for folding laundry and packing while all the kids uh, are sleeping. My husband just woke up, so you'll start to hear the noises of people starting to stir here on the boat. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's the that's what's going on here on the Dawn Treader. Um, it's funny. I was I actually had to turn off like the air conditioning and the fans um, because I thought, well, that's going to make too much noise. And I realized a boat is a noisy place. Um, I think that, you know, people picture being on a boat as being just total solitude and silence. Uh, but especially being at a marina as we are, there are noises everywhere. And the boat itself makes lots of noises, especially if you're like my sweetheart, who pretty much can't live without air conditioning in Florida this time of year. Um, let's see. So well, and for me, I'm actually fine without it most of the time, um, but I want to make sure he stays comfortable so that everybody is happy. Um, I personally, you know, I, I didn't really grow up with a lot of air conditioning. Um, it was just too expensive, so uh, I was used to Florida. I actually grew up, uh, first I, I started my life in Chicago, area where my whole extended family lives. Um, my dad worked for Eastern Airlines, and so he was transferred to Miami when I was in sixth grade, which is wild for me to think about. That's Ahava's age right now. So when I was Ahava's age, uh, we moved down to Florida, and uh, we started in West Palm Beach with my grandparents for, I don't know, maybe three months. I can't really remember. And then we ended up down in Miami area, and that's where I went to junior high and high school in Miami. Uh, I was in, I lived in Hialeah, um, which is a predominantly Cuban area, and I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. I loved moving from uh, 
Illinois, the cold, the winters, and um, we've had some interesting experiences there. I won't get too much into that, but uh, let's just put it this way. We were, at the time, we were the only Hispanic family um, in that area, so we faced a lot of uh, uh, things that were not so pleasant. And so when I moved um, in my sixth grade year, I was very happy to leave Illinois. And plus, my, I'm really a tropical girl. My, my father is from Puerto Rico, and I think I got his, uh, his genetics on that front because I love being warm. So uh, anyway, just really this morning, it's all just rambling, right? That's what this audio podcast is about. And I thought I would just kind of record as I'm sitting here um, folding up some clothes and preparing to head to Tucson for a wedding. We're actually going to our former nanny, Lidio Dicochea. It's her uh, wedding. And she's marrying her beloved, Tatum. Uh, so we're excited to go see them. Uh, it's funny because it sounds like we, we go through nannies a lot, right? But we really don't. We've only had three ever, um, three that lived with us. <clears throat> and they've all moved on for their own reasons. Maybe, maybe because we're a loud, big, crazy, obnoxious family. But, well, maybe not too obnoxious. But anyway, so... Um, I'm prepping to move, I mean not move, I'm prepping to head to Tucson and I was thinking I would share with you guys because I know in the past I have shared uh, the fact that we, um, oh listen, listen, can you hear that? Not that, that's me falling. <laughs> listen, can you hear that? No, I don't know if you can hear it, but there's noises. And that's how you know people are awake on the boat. Things start to gurgle and make noises. And um, just, it's it, it's not a quiet place. And, and a big part of that is because um, the, the, what do you call it, septic system. So like when people start using the restroom, uh, you know it because it's not quiet. It makes this grinding, crazy noise because that's exactly what's going on. Um, it has to chop everything up, which I'm sure you really wanted to know that, didn't you? Uh, anyway, so what was I saying? Uh, it is early in the morning. We have a flight in about three hours. And um, oh, I know what I was saying. So I'm sitting here uh, folding clothes and I wanted to kind of mention because I know in the past I've shared with you guys about the KonMari um, method that we use to get ourselves prepped to move onto the boat. And I'm sitting here looking at this beautiful uh, bed covered with beautifully folded, KonMari folded uh, clothes. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you'll probably have to go back through the archives to learn about what exactly KonMari is, but basically it's an organization system to help you downsize. And I used that system to move onto the boat so that I had things organized and I could uh, get rid of stuff because the idea is you get rid of anything that doesn't spark joy. So, uh, but part of the system is you you put the clothes away in a certain way. You fold them KonMari style. It's based on a... Um, a book, a, a method by a woman named Marie Kondo. So Kanmari represents her, um, the combination of her two names. Anyway, so uh, I'm sitting here looking at a a very 
uh, KonMari organized bed of folded laundry, or I'm folding it, and I'm, I'm smiling because it really does make things easier. Uh, yesterday, I said to my daughter, who is nine, I said, hey, can you help your little brother um, start the packing process? And she came up a few minutes later uh, from down here where all the clothes were, and she said, okay, I'm done. And I thought, there's no way she's done. She probably just shoved a bunch of clothes in a suitcase. And then, nope, I looked at the suitcase, and it was perfectly organized and folded and beautiful. And uh, that is because of this KonMari system. Uh, not only do we have less stuff, so it's easy to find the things, but everything is put away in this beautifully folded uh, way that's easy to transfer into a suitcase uh, when you're ready. So uh, it, it was just kind of shocking based on the past. It would have, you know, the packing would have been um, a many hour process. And um, instead, it's, it took her five minutes to help her little brother. And that was one less thing I had to do. So I'm, I have to just tell you that if you haven't yet tried this KonMari thing, you need to really consider it because it's life-changing. Now, that doesn't mean that we, um, that everything's just automatically perfect, right? So the KonMari system worked uh, in New Mexico to help us get downsized and whatnot. Um, and I'll kind of update you in a minute about how it's been working here on the boat. Um, but I need to go up and make sure my husband doesn't need anything since he just woke up. And he's making me coffee, which is really the reason I keep him around. <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay, the coffee is not quite ready, but it is time to wake up the kids. So I thought I would uh, let you guys come along as I open the door. And this is how I wake up my kids most mornings. Good morning to you. We're all in our places with sunshining faces. And this is the way to start off the day. Kisses are the best way to wake up. Where's my sweetheart? That was Ziva. I just gave Ziva some kisses. And then Samuel. Are <laughs> you sleepy? Yeah, sleepy head. And now I have to crawl over Ziva and Samuel's bed um, and to get to Ahava's little hideaway. She has her own room. It was a uh, basically a locker, a forward like storage cabinet that we converted into an extra bedroom. And so it's just this little hidey hole and I have to climb up here and give her kisses. Good morning. Good morning, sweetheart. Ready to go to Tucson? Awesome. Okay. All right, kisses have been doled out and I am going to go back to um, the room to keep packing. So uh, this morning our babysitter, um, who we found through a service called Sitter City, is um, going to come and take us down because the, the 
um, flight is out of Fort Lauderdale, even though we're in West Palm Beach, the best flights out of here are generally out of Fort Lauderdale. So um, she will drive us down so that we don't have to park there for the five days we're going to be gone, which is very nice, saves us the money, and uh, she'll pick us up on the back end. Uh, so I wanted to talk about the KonMari system as far as it, how it's been working here on the boat. So um, the, to, to back up a minute, so the way that KonMari works is you basically um, full, you, you go through your belongings and you determine what, um, what you love, what sparks joy, and those are the things that you keep. And then you, when, once you whittle down what you have, it's a lot easier to organize things and, um, and fold things and put them away neatly. So that, and the idea is to eliminate clutter altogether. Like it's, you do this really, it, some people call it a KonMari festival and you go through this festival of sorting until you whittle it down and you end up with only things that spark joy. Um, and once you go through it, then it's only maintenance after that. Like you never again have to supposedly do this process over again where you have to um, go through and you pull out every single thing you own and you determine if it's something you want to keep or not and if it sparks joy. You basically are supposed to do that once and then never again. Um, just an ongoing, like anytime you touch anything that belongs to you, you will know. You just look at it and you'll know right away after having KonMari'd, um, you'll know like, oh, that doesn't spark joy, that does. And you only keep the things that do. Well, the process of moving here uh, onto the boat has been very enlightening because you always end up with more stuff than you want or need. Um, we packed up our Ford Expedition and came here um, with only what fit in that vehicle, along with five people, um, because Miss Linda came with us across country as well. So um, it seems like that should be, um, you know, I shouldn't have, it, having only what fit in my car, I should have, you know, it should have been easy to whittle it down and, and say, okay, we don't have, we don't have too much. But you, once you move onto the boat, you realize you need some things you don't have and you, um, you don't need a lot of the things you brought. <laughs> so we have, since we moved here, um, been collecting items that uh, we could get rid of. And so um, we actually just maybe five days ago went to Goodwill and donated another probably five garbage bags full of clothing and items that we just don't need. Good morning. Good morning. Yay, Ahava's awake. I'm recording a podcast. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, no, no video. So no bedhead is going to be seen, but um, she's kind of coming over here because I have a pile of clothes that I'm folding um, right now. Yeah, the, use the ones that aren't folded yet. Absolutely. Less for me to fold. Um, I was just telling them about how the process of KonMari has transferred onto the boat and what, you know, the fact that once we got here, we needed to, um, like, downsize again 
and we've already donated like five bags of stuff. So, um, yeah, we did. Oh, more than that. Yeah. I just was being conservative. Here we've donated like, um, two suitcases and a garbage bag. And then I don't, we donated a ton of stuff at New Mexico. It was well, like, yeah, but I'm, I I had already expressed about what we got rid of in New Mexico. Oh, I thought you meant total, and oh, I'm like, no. no. No, much more than that. I was talking about here. We got the whole back trunk of our um, van was full of donation stuff. Twice. Twice, that's right, twice. So what do you think of that whole thing? Do you think Kanmari yeah, is something people like, should do? Yeah, but like with my room, well, not my room, my wardrobe, it's basically just a cabinet. There's is it three or four shelves. There's three shelves. There's yeah. There's three shelves. Yeah, there's three well, shelves. And and yeah, they're small. I'm not talking about like like a big cabinet. No. They're maybe a foot wide. Foot wide. Yeah, something like that. So I can fit on the top one I can fit two bins. The next one I can fit three. And then the bottom one is deeper, so I can stack them and fit six. And my clothes are organized by color. I only have one thing hanging from my whole wardrobe. And that's this giant poofy dress that I nobody can fold. That we're actually bringing to this wedding. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so the top two drawers are like hats and just papers pretty mm -hmm. much or cabinets I mean I'm tired you're tired <laughs> and then the next one down would be um skirts shorts and like underwear and socks uh -huh. and then the bottom one is shirts and one of the things is and Leos and dresses. Because you are the competitive gymnast. Yes. Yes. So all of those clothes fit on three tiny shelves. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And I, I folded, I organized and folded my whole entire wardrobe. But it, it's crazy. Like, this is how I think of it. If something doesn't fit, I have to decide whether that sparks joy more than what the things in there are. And you or if some of the things in there spark more joy than that. And so you always self um, sort, like you're you're always maintaining maintaining it as you go. Yeah, like if I get a new shirt then I'll or no. Like even when I started putting away my clothes from when we moved, I had to like I get got rid of like you said that most of the trunk full was my clothes. And it was crazy because in New Mexico, before we started KonMari, it was like we had enough clothes. Or, no, it was like we had not enough clothes because we didn't know what we had. And then once we did KonMari, it was like, oh my gosh, we have so little clothes. And then once we came here, it's like we have a ton of clothes. So it was crazy. So really the process but of conmarrying has made you um, have less 
but feel like you have more. You you feel more abundant because yeah. you have the things that you love. Yeah, because it's like quality, not quantity. I love it. All and right. um, you left too many books at home. And I left too many, but we should have brought some more books. That's true. Um, we. But I wanted to keep all the books. That was not my. I know. I know. We did get rid of like eight hundred books. Conmari clothes was my best part, but then Ziva was best at books. Ziva was good at I don't books. Like okay. Rid of books. So thank you for chatting with us. I'm going to uh, take a pause here, wrap okay, it up, because we need to start really packing and getting out the door. But I just wanted to give you guys a little sense of what our morning is like here on the Dawn Treader. I'll continue this episode um, later. We'll see when I get a break. Okay. Now I got to go get coffee. More importantly. <laughs> Thanks for chatting with us, Ahaba. You're welcome. All right, I thought I would, uh, since I'm still packing and everybody's up and moving, I thought I would uh, mention the, there's always something with a boat. And this morning, as we're trying to get out the door, um, the something is, listen, can you hear this? Let me see. Hear that? That is the sound of um, either, well, that's probably water. My husband's probably using the water. But um, so this morning, the, the probably the worst part about living on a boat are the marine toilets, uh, dealing with septic issues. Because when you're in a house, it just goes into the septic tank and you never think about it again, right? Well, on a boat, you have to think about it all the time. Because A, if something goes wrong, it smells up your whole house. And if, uh, and then B, even when something doesn't go wrong, you have to uh, have, it's like living in an RV. You have to have the tank pumped out regularly. You have to make sure everything's maintained properly um, or you have problems. Well, we don't know why, but this morning, uh, after a member of our family used the bathroom, the toilet will not flush. Um, which is great when you're about to head on a trip and trying to get out the door um, knowing that it's not working. So that that noise is probably my husband trying to get it to work. Um, but yeah, so now the question is when we're off the boat, do we have a plumber come in and assess the situation? Gratefully, we have our babysitter here that we can ask her to um, let somebody in if we need to. Um, but you know, it's what they say about boats is it's like having a, um, you know, throwing your money into a hole in the water. That's basically what a boat is. Um, the running joke, but not so funny, is that, oh, there's another boat dollar, and a boat dollar is a $1,000, because everything seems to cost, like, at least a $1,000 to even just get a little thing done, um, which is why some people say that they're too favorite days of boat ownership are the day they buy it and the day they sell it. <laughs> but um, I, I feel bad for my husband, really, because he's the one that has to always, you know, he comes back, he travels for work. He basically works like nonstop, all these different jobs, which I won't get into, but he's always working. And then he comes home, which is supposed to be his chance to relax. And there's always something that needs repair. So, um, and this is a relatively new boat. It's a 2012. Um, and that's just part of the process. There's always something that has to happen. It's, I think I've said this before on a, on a 
previous podcast, but basically it's just like a home. There's always something that has to be fixed on a home. You know, there's all those projects we all have on every, you know, whether we live in a house or a boat, but the difference is on a boat, it has to be handled right away. Like there's no wiggle room. You can't just say, well, we'll get to that later. Every system is a critical system pretty much. Otherwise it wouldn't be on the boat. Um, so if something goes wrong, uh, you have to fix it. And in a marine environment, there's always, you know, the, the, the um, wear and tear on things and, you know, the, the salt water and the movement and things, it affects the, the longevity of systems. So while they are well-designed, and I, I'll do a future broadcast about the things that work really well, but uh, here comes Nathan, I'm sure. What's the assessment? Hey, how are you? Good, I'm recording and telling people about, our, um, about how, uh, how fun marine toilets are. Oh, yeah, that's great, especially when they pump up so you can't even drain them. What, is, what he said is they pump up so you can't even drain them, and that's a big part of the problem. Um, not all toilets on boats are that way, but this boat is that way, and we've got all kinds of problems because of it. All right, I am going to stop because now we got to get cranking. So talk to you guys soon. Bye.